0: I wish I had made up graduation. I know some of you in this room have graduated just recently. Well, there's another graduation that I, and I'm sorry I don't have graduation announcements. But hey, stand up. Hey, that's right. This Thursday night at Victory Church, where we were last. Saturday, the church where, where we rock out,
1: Victory Church,
0: 7 o'clock, Pete graduates from renewed life. Yes. He's been there for a year. Wow. Good. He's been there for a year. Pete, bless you. Thank you all. Thank you so much tonight at seven o'clock seven o'clock victory Mary Catherine and all you guys couldn't have done it without y'all it's all your prayers thank you Love you. you boy you go let's <laughs> bow our heads father god i just uh father we just praise your name tonight mm. lord it's just uh it's so good to see each person here father i just uh i pray that you be with mike tonight that uh I pray as He delivers Your Word to us, Lord, that our hearts are open, that uh, that we're able to receive it. Yes, Lord, yes. I just uh, I just thank You so much for the, for what You've given us here, uh, to, with this fellowship. Mm-hmm. These things we pray in Your Son's name. Amen. 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 Brother Mike, yes. I just want to say this one thing. Mm-hmm. I would like to. Give, I praise God for being here tonight. But I would like to give kudos yeah. to Brother. Mm. Y'all, I, I don't have a car yet, but I'm driving in Jesus' name. Um, they, it has not been a time where they don't come pick me up for service. Mm. It has not been a time that I have called, Rapha for prayer. It has not been a time that when I text him, he don't you know, text me back with something, some good news. And I want to tell y'all that I thank God. I thank God. We're giving kudos to our pastor, which is, that's my buddy right there, his wife. Mm. Right. But I wanna give on give you on tour honesty calling your wife. I wanna say thank you. Thank you for picking me up. Thank you for bringing me back and forth to church. Even though when some days I don't feel good, y'all brought y'all make sure I get in that car and come to church. One of these days the Lord's gonna bless me with a car and I wanna be able to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, amen. Well said. And. And just a reminder, man, that exemplifies the only thing that the difference between us here, Deb and I and also Nanny and Pop in this, is that we get to turn the lights on. That's it. Because since day one, we have said, and we'll say it until they put dirt on our boxes, that you are a pastor when you said yes to Jesus, that you have all the authority, that you have full rights, that you are fully equipped through your yes to Jesus, and it's the Him within that's motoring you through it. And so, if you want to go get you one of them the white collars, go get it, get you a clergy, do whatever you want to do, put pastor, put reverend, put minister, put whatever in front or after your name, because you're that because of Jesus. Amen. That's right. Yeah. Enough said. So, I'm sitting in a room full of pastors. For everyone that has said yes, hello pastors. Hello, pastor. Y'all can say hey bye so if you're ever with me that's why I always I I do deflect that I deflect it because for the world out there it's a seat of uh, authority the authority is Jesus gang (laughs) and so when you said yes to him man you just you just start living life wide open and when hopefully tonight you'll live a little bit more freer because if you're anything like me we make plans don't we Lord have mercy do I make some plans (laughs) And the thing is, a lot of times when I make plans, I haven't asked God the first time about it. I just full bore ahead. And that's what we were kind of talking about last week. If you were with us, we reminded ourselves of this guy named Jeremiah. He's in the old part of the book. He's, if you were to look in the book, he's on the left-hand side of it. And he was a guy that in the day that he would be one that would be the mouthpiece of God. If things came out of Jeremiah's mouth, people kind of paid attention because... They typically came true after he said it, because he said God said. And the words that we kind of that we landed on last week was that these words that all of us know that we've heard is that he has that God has plans for us. You know, it's in Jeremiah twenty-nine, and He has plans for us to prosper us, not to harm us, right? And so we went through last week, and we even landed on Galatians five, where it says. Uh, and this is in verse 16 where it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Verse 25. And so then at the end it says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. That's a big three-letter word. Let. we go and ask permission from mom and daddy to let us go outside. To let us go to a ball game. You know, think of those folks that you ask for permission to go do something to let you go. Okay? And so the thing is, is that what we want to unpack tonight is how do I tangibly let God through my yes to Him the Holy Spirit that is within me, let Him guide my life. Because we all have plans, right? And so, what I want us to do tonight is, a, is, is I want to bring back maybe a memory. One, one of my memories when you start thinking about guides or, you know, tour guides, people that will usher you in to places. You know, I think about back in the day when uh, in Tullahoma, there was this theater, it was Marshall Theater. And if you went in there, I can remember this. You remember the movie Jaws came out? I know so for us that are older, you know, when Jaws came out, that was a big deal. And so my mom and daddy, my mama actually takes me to Marshall Theater. It was a theater, a lot like what you would see today, a little bit smaller, but had a balcony. But the one thing you did not do when you went into Marshall Theater is that in like that day, is that the seating was tight. And there was a couple of guys in the back, and they had already canvassed, and and they were doing this number. And if you had your feet up on the seat, it was a bad day. (laughs) You were going to get escorted out of there, and your seat just became someone else's seat, as you got escorted and they called mama or daddy. And so he was ushering us in. He was showing that your seat was right in there. Right? I got two here, right here, got two right here. Y'all come right here. And so the thing is, is that when do you allow yourself to follow someone? What is it that you've seen in their life that says, you know what, I trust them, I'm going to follow Him. Well, some it's because they put a uniform on, right? Or for others, it's because He had the authority of that particular place to tell you what to do and how to do it. But what about for us? I just want to pick up Psalm 32. Go ahead and look at this one. Psalm 32. Verse 8, Psalm 32, verse 8. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Some other translations read this at the end. It says, I will instruct and teach you in the way that you should go. Doesn't that kind of remind you of the Proverbs where it says that we're going to train our children in the way that they should go? But they still have to make a decision, they still have to decide. They have their own plans. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love the end of it in this one translation. It says, I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. So how many times do we ever get this thought that as we're going, that sometimes God is looking at us with the old whack-a-mole thing? that He's just ready to pounce. Boy, if I just don't make the, right, the very next right step, then man... This whack-a-mole God is just going to absolutely pounce on me. And so that's when the first let. You don't let that thought take you captive anymore. It's big. Anytime, gang, is God for you? Yes. Is God for you? Yes. Is God for you? Yes. How do you know? He says All right, he does say it. Tangibly, what can you point to a world to that says that He's for me more than anybody else in the world? Collectively, He just loves who and what He has made in us. What can you show a world and if they say, well, prove it to me? Jesus. How? What through Jesus? Huh? That's part of it. I can tangibly take someone, I can put them on a plane, and I can show them what? The empty tomb. That's it. That's how I'm letting Him, the one that emptied that tomb, the one that conquered death, the one that said that He's for me, the one that says that He's got great plans for me, and I believe that. I just don't know how to do them all the time, but I'm believing Him, not me. I'm trusting Him in my next step, not me. I know with everything in me, He wants me to take that next step. I'm going to take it. It's scaring the bejeebies out of me, but I'm taking it. And that's what He said. His loving eye. His loving eye. Let's look at some more. Because you have to believe and trust and have faith that He has that loving eye on us, don't you? Let's look at Psalm 43. The whole psalm is really good. It's short. I like those short ones. I always feel like I really accomplished something. <laughs> I read 14 chapters of the Bible today. <laughs> They were all real short ones. <laughs> Psalm 43.3 says, Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. Here's what I want to show us here for a second. Take a look. You see the center of that? <coughs> Let's pretend just for a second that this flashlight, that that flashlight right there, I'll put it up here. Everybody's getting a crick in their neck. Y'all look like cats following the thing on the floor. That was kind of fun. I'm going to do that again. (laughs) You see the center of that light? Let's pretend just for a second that out there on that light, that that's a vision, that that's a visual, that that's a plan that God has given us. That you know that to be true. That you know that God wants you to head that way. That's His plan. He's going to determine your steps. He wants you to go that way. You're just not real sure how. Okay? Okay? So you've got that light right there, and so how do I let God let guide me and counsel me with his loving eye? It's not dark enough in here. But if it were dark enough in here, yes, if you can go that line. Okay. Where did that light go? It's still there. But how far does this light allume to that light? It doesn't, does it? So you've got your eye on that. That's God saying, I want you to go this way, but I'm only giving you this much of the plan. This is as far as I want you to go, because you see, Bivo, if I gave you everything out there right now, you'd be so paralyzed, you wouldn't even move. You'd stop. You couldn't handle it. You can't handle it. That's why I give you what I know that you can handle. It's my loving eye on you, Bibbo. And so we're looking here. And at times we go, we think, we think God leaves it, don't you? And is that the truth? No. So then that's when you say, I've got to let that thought go that's untrue To God's nature and character, and believe that I'm gonna take this next step to keep getting me that way. I'm just gonna keep going. What's the next step? I don't know the timing of them, it's your DNA. Right? And so here's one thing I do believe that we do at times. All right? So let's read this verse again. It's 43:3. It says, Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me, let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. Okay? Check this out just for a second. Because I believe that this is how we pray at times. I hear us. And we're just calling to God to come to us. We just keep beseeching Him, Lord, be with me. Father, be with me. Lord, fill this place up. And look at what 1 Corinthians 6 says. You've got to skip over there. 1 Corinthians 6. Do you know where God's favorite dwelling place is? Oh my gosh, I'm looking at all these holy temples. Did you realize that? Did you realize that in your yes, that you're a holy temple of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit? Look, 1 Corinthians 6. And that's what Paul is reminding folks. And he's writing to a people that would look a lot like us. Crazies happen in Corinth. They are setting their own plans. They're doing their own thing. They're just absolutely all over the place. And Paul is just going, hey look, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? (laughs) Verse 20, you don't belong to yourself anymore for God bought you with the high price. So you remember when we said before, hey, how do you know that God's for you with this loving eye? Remember the tomb, the empty? That's the purchase price. The death on the cross, in the tomb, conquered it, comes out, Christ bought us. He said, God forbought you with the high price so you must honor God with your body. And so many times, can I take one quick time out here, just one real quick time out. If people have been beating you up over that about what you put in your mouth, would Don't let them do that anymore. Please. We have learned here real fast that don't beat me up on this bicycle that I may be be getting on in food. If I'm wanting to change my lifestyle in food, I first have to find out why I'm doing what I'm doing. Until that's figured out, it will not change. So therefore, believe that your body is this temple of the living Christ, the resurrection. And that's Him power within you. Okay? So if anyone here has been beating themselves up over that, I pray that you release that now. And that you go up the further, and I'll use the, excuse the pun, let's go up further, go further up the food chain. To find out what's going on that keeps me from here. All right. One more here. Actually a couple more. So we got our light. Is that getting you? You got me right in the eye. It's it's LED lighting. Get your feet off the back of the chair, Sean. <laughs> so, now the other thing, look, turn to Psalm 73. In verse 24. Psalm 73, 24 says, You guide me with your counsel, counsel, <laughs> leading me to a glorious destiny. And you don't have to turn to this one. I'm going to add this one in here. <clears throat> Psalm one nineteen one oh five 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. What's your next step? What is that step that you've not been allowing the God within you, the Holy Spirit, that you've just not quite been trusting because you're just not quite sure. You're afraid that if you really do that, if you speak that out, someone's going to speak into it in a way that you don't want. And you're just afraid. Listen to what Jesus says. John 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow Me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. One more. He said in John 10, He said, My sheep listen to My voice. I know them and they follow Me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from Me. And so let's slow down here just for a second. What does all this mean? How many of us have plans that you've just been kind of holding on to and been waiting and waiting and waiting? Anyone? There's a few. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that in my waiting, how do I know the voice of God roaring within me? Isn't that what we want to know? And a lot of times we want the answer before we take the next step, don't we? Lord, what's that going to look like? If I know what it's going to look like, then where's the trust in God in taking the next step? You follow me? If He's told you the step, just take the step. Leave the results of it up to Him. Because they said, submit them to Me. Submit everything that you're about to Me. And remember last week, we even asked, how cool would it be if I went home and tonight, before I embarked on tomorrow, that I put everything out on a piece of paper and asked myself, why am I doing this? Lord, is that Your light? That you're designed for me to walk to? Is that part of your plan for me? That prosperous plan? That one that you said that was not to harm me, but that your loving eye was on me? Father, is that it? And he's saying, man, just take the next step. Because God says, I am who I say I am. And so is He that for you? Which means, is, your, is God the one that you can trust with your entire being? We'll close it up here. How did, our, how did our first century brothers and sisters do it? They didn't have this. How did they do it? How did they let the Holy Spirit guide them to their next steps? To the steps out here? They what? Did y'all hear that? They believed. Believed who? They believed and trusted the loving eye of God through their yes of Jesus Christ. Now, gang, here's one thing that I want you to make sure of. Does that mean that there'll never be chaos in my life? Absolutely not. I love what a brother of mine said earlier today. At times, God's not safe. (laughs) I love that. And what he meant was that God's for us, but if you follow His path, man, it is wide open. And at times, He will lead you to next steps that you go, Lord, are you sure? Jesus said it before He got on the cross. Father, is there any other way? Lord, please, is there any other way than this? But guess the step that Jesus took? I'll just take the next step. I'll take the next step. And then the mighty step He took was the to one out of the tomb. So that we could believe in that empty hole to fill our hole. So we'll end on Galatians 5. And so as I think, just like our first century brothers and sisters, is that we don't have a God gang that does this to you. He's not playing hide and seek. He's not taking the plan away from you. You can trust Him with you. He's leaving that light on. And all He's wanting you to do is live out Galatians 5.25. It says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So I'm praying that when you go home tonight, that you would write your list out. And not separate God from anything. Don't put Him in a box. Don't let Him be this, this box right here. Let Him be your everything in everything that you do in your life. And watch Him go crazy in your world and how your life will just be so fully rich because you've done that. Okay? Alright, we're going to participate in the In the Lord's Supper, the girls are going to hold it again and you're going to hear them say that you are holy and blameless and He holds nothing against you. Everyone is invited to participate in this if you have said yes to Jesus. And what this is, it's a symbol of Jesus' body on the cross that He gave for us. It's a symbol of the blood that Jesus spilled because He said, I have taken care of sin and I'm coming back, but it ain't to deal with that. I'm coming. Don't make, it, don't make it complicated. Trust in the loving eye of God to take the next step, and your life will never be the same. Father, I thank you for a bunch that's in this room that knows how to do that. Father, there may be someone in the room tonight that wants to learn how to do that. Boy, they're in the safest place ever to start that journey. And we would love to be ones to come alongside and. and Help them let God. Help them let You, the Holy Spirit, guide our lives together. And so that when chaos happens, that we can all be there to help one another through those moments that we just didn't see. Maybe even some of the moments that we created. But Father, I'm learning more every day that nothing we can do, say, think is bigger than you. Your grace covers all. And so that's what we'll continue to worship. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen.